Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together on the 4th of July. America. Coming to you. Essentially yeah. as live as we ever do. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, how you doing, man? Uh, good. Good. Um, got a good workout in. Feel good. Um, you know, happy uh, Independence Day. Thank you. Happy Independence Day to you as well. Yeah, which, uh, you know, tough. We're in a tough spot as a country, you know. I mean, yeah. we got a lot of, a lot of conflict, um, you know, a lot of things to be, you know, frustrated and angry about. But um, still a patriot. You know, sure. um, you know, I love my country, and and you don't only love it when things are going good and easy. Um, and so, if you're if you're truly a patriot, then you, you want to figure out a way to kind of get through to get through all of this um, for for the good of everyone. Um, you know, what's interesting is this this came up on social media uh, not that long ago, and and you know, like a lot of you know, oddly enough, progressive white liberals you know, saying how they weren't going to celebrate the 4th of July and they're angry at America and screw the 4th of July and screw Independence Day. And, and you know, I just chimed in and was just like, all right, well, that's that's your thing, but, you know, I'm still going to enjoy the fireworks and the hot dogs. You know, it's like, oh, how could you? You're betraying your, your blackness and everything else. And, and the, the, the explanation is pretty simple. And I told him to listen to the show because I was going to explain it to him. Okay. <laughs> the reality is... Um, you know, since this country's inception, since the first war we fought, the, the Revolutionary War, like, there's been a black person that's fought in every war for this country. Right. Right? Christopher Addicts dies, right? Basically set, sets off the Revolutionary War, and then on, on and on and on. Um, but every war we fought, there's been someone, my skin color, maybe darker, um, that's fought for this country, whether by choice or not. Okay. Um, and, but, you know, and especially in our modern wars, a lot of it was by choice. And, and they did it um, knowing that, you know, whether it's World War One or World War Two, we had segregation and everything else, but they did it um, in the hopes that the country would get better, right? My grandfather knew he was coming home to segregation. He knew he was coming home um, and that the white people that he fought with were going to have access to better benefits than him, and he wasn't going to have access to certain things. But he did it because he believed that all in all, Things were going to be better off for him and for his kids and me um, at some point. And so the country was worth fighting for. Uh, and he was right. Things are better for me than they were for him and my parents and everything else. And you can say what you want about how tough shit is now. But the bottom line is things are better in this country than they were 50 years ago. Right? Yeah, sure. they're rough. Yeah, they're bad. And we've got some, some things going on. And yeah, Ro, uh, Dobbs overturning Roe push, has pushed us back. Um, but we still have tools to, to combat that. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a fight, but this country has just been in a constant state of turmoil since its inception. So this is nothing new. But the bottom line is, for, for, most, for all Americans, like this shit is better now than it was 50 years ago. And, yeah, we got a lot of homeless people, and we got people in jail, we got all sorts of problems. But um, I think... If you could time travel, right, <laughs> right, like you'd rather be you'd rather be poor and homeless now in the U.S. than you would be, you know, like fifty years ago. Like fifty years ago, you didn't have a chance, um, you know. And so, 
because of that, like I can't, like I refuse to give up on my patriotism just because I'm not happy with where the country is at, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna acknowledge, like I refuse to not acknowledge what the the, the the progress that we have made, even in light of everything else that's happening right now. Um, and I just think it's important to sort of keep that in perspective. Like, yes, shit is rough right now. It, it's it's. I'm not saying that it's all roses, but this idea that some fucking white liberal kid wants to sit here and tell me it's harder for you than it was like get the fuck out of here son <laughs> like do you like I, like i live in a house in the fucking suburbs i work i do i travel i go wherever i want to go but the police could like the police aren't going to do shit the reality is the, the chances of me getting killed poli by police are slim are they higher for me than they are for you yes sure but as long as i don't fucking do anything chances are i'm not going to get killed by police Right, I mean, like, yeah, it's 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 a scary thing. You've, you've had a, some incidents where you've been I, I pulled over for stupid incidents. reasons, right? I, I have. I de listen. I've had some incidents, and they've been close, right? Like, and, and, and they shouldn't have existed. But there's also there there now there have been times where I put myself in bad situations and everything else. But the reality is, is that it's it chances are it's not going to happen, even though there's a higher probability that it could. That probability is still low, and I'm not going to. I'm not going, my whole life and how I choose to live and think isn't going to be framed through this lens of what happens if I get stopped by the police. Because if you live that way, then you're a fucking prisoner. And I refuse to be a prisoner, captive, slave to anything, right? And, um, you know, like, how dare you put that on me and have the audacity to tell me how I should live? Like, if that ain't the most racist shit, like, oh, you gonna sit here and tell me, a black man, how I need to, like, you can take your punk ass and get the fuck out of here, right? Like, so, I just, like, I, like I've like i had it, because there's even people who follow us on Twitter, this should offend you. Bitch, what the fuck are you, you, how are you gonna tell me what needs to offend me? Like, if it offends you, because you think it offends, like, you're, you're on the wrong, like, people don't fucking think. Like, right, like, you, you like they're so self-centered and righteous about this shit, like, which that is what gets the left in trouble. That righteousness and that moral superiority, right, and that, that assumed intellectual superiority is what got us here, right? Like, because, because of the constant, well, I have the intellectual argument. Well, motherfucker, these people don't care about your intellectual argument, and now they have, they have amassed enough stupid people to where your intellectual argument is in such the minority that it literally does us no good. So now we need something else. Well, I don't know <laughs> what we need, though, because in, 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 in changing gears, um, you know, what's going on with the January 6th hearings right now, we are literally, we aren't living in two Americas. We're living in two realities. I mean, the people who are watching this stuff, and I'm among them, are saying, holy shit, this is even way worse than I thought. I mean, no, nah, see, that's where, that, that's where we differ. Okay. <laughs> this is exactly what, like, if you, like, not... We're going to talk about um, Cassidy yeah. Hutchinson's, yes. Hutchinson's testimony, but I'll just tell you, like, everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, it's Donald Trump. How is any of that a fucking surprise? The, the, like, the, the, him in the car? Like, that's the, or, none of that is or, a surprise or, or, Ordering removal of um, metal detectors to allow armed people into the Capitol was, an, uh, was the... Beyond the pale to me. I, How, I, Jim? You saw the thing shit I saw. I, I saw the same shit you said. You think that that shit just happened? No, I'm not saying that at all. I, right, right, but I, I know it was outraged before. But the idea that the President of the United States was saying, get armed people into the Capitol building because they're not there to hurt me, I thought that was cartoonish when I heard it. And it happened. Look, 
And half the country sticks their head so far up their ass to say, oh, it's just you liberals making this shit up. And part of what you're saying kind of feeds into that, that they've been tired of the snooty, we have to get rid of the word grandfather because the word grandfather can be racist. And I mean, there are, I think it was the University of Washington had like students beating that drum and as a liberal, I said they're going, shut the fuck up. No, it was, I think it was, it was like Cal State Berkeley or Cal oh, Berkeley okay. that Either wanted way. to get rid of the term manhole cover because of right. the word man. Right. Um, which, but it's shit like that where, it, like, look, you can say what you want to say and whatever, but like now, now, like you've, like you had people tell you like, look, this is a little too far, and the argument was like, screw you, this is the way it needs to be, and all that screw you, we're gonna do it because we feel that this is this is, you know, morally right or whatever, or this is, this is the right thing based off of what our philosophy, like you, like you, you're getting pushback now, but the problem is, you know, you've got just as not, you, you have the same number of people that are tired of the progressive left as the progressive left are tired of the conservative, right? And so this is, this is the fallout. So you, you, you do have, two, you, you have two realities, right? You've got, well, I think there's three. You've got the people watching January 6th who are amazed and blown away by everything that they're hearing and everything is breaking news and this is the thing that's going to take Donald Trump down. Then you've got the people who are completely ignoring it, so your, your, your Fox News crowd that are just like, it's all a shit show, it's all a sham, it's a kangaroo court and this isn't real and everything that Cassidy Hutchinson said is hearsay and blah, 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 and it's all bullshit and they don't believe any of it. And then you have the people in the middle who are just like, well, this isn't that surprising. Um, you still don't have enough to like charge Donald Trump, although you're starting to get closer as we as we get more information about the specifics that are happening. Um, because what this comes down to is this January 6th commission, ultimately what they're doing is they're trying to build a case to bring charges against Donald Trump to indict him and to basically keep him from running for office again. Um, and I, I'm not opposed to that, but the DOJ has to play this very smart and you still don't have enough. I don't care whatever news analyst, legal analyst has said that, oh, this is enough. It's not, right? You don't have a case against him for obstruction. You don't have a case against him for... You, don't have, a, you don't have a case for incitement? You still don't have the case for it, right? Like, I mean, so if you're gonna build, if you're gonna build a case against the president of the United States, it can't be some pussyfoot bullshit. You Are better, you? I, I, you better have. I mean, documented video, audio, all of it. You can't, like, you cannot go and try to build a circumstantial case against the president. We're talking about the president of the United States. We're not talking about well, you or me, right? We're not even. We're not even talking. Okay. We're not talking about Jim Trafficking. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? Right, if, it was, if, soul. It, if it was you or me, would we be indicted by now? I would say yes. Maybe. Okay. And uh, and guess what? There's two different fucking standards. There's a standard for indicting me and you, and there's a standard for indicting the president of the United States. And you can cry about fairness. You can cry about all that other shit. Wipe your fucking tears and shut the fuck up. We're not going to indict a former president. I don't care how big of a dipshit he was on circumstantial evidence. You better have hard-nosed proof. right? Now, here's the deal with Cassidy Hutchinson. Everyone's saying her testimony is hearsay. Stop talking. You don't know the first thing about the fucking law. Right? The rules of evidence are very, very complicated, and the hearsay itself is very, very complicated. Right? Like, so is her testimony hearsay? It depends. It depends on who is being indicted. It depends on what she is testifying for and, and what she's testifying to and 
who the target of that testimony is. There's so many different rules. Also, now, this is a hearing, not a trial. Well, it's right? a he- but the, what I'm saying in terms of hearsay, they said if this, if you take this testimony and transpose it into a criminal trial against Donald Trump, you're not going to be able to use it. It's going to sure. be inadmissible. So this isn't the smoking gun that you think it is. And my response to that is pump your brakes because there are parts of her testimony that would be admissible. There are parts of her testimony that would not be considered hearsay under the actual rules of evidence. And so this idea that everything she said is is basically useless because it's just her interpretation of what someone else told her isn't accurate and, and that's more towards the conservatives who are saying, well, it doesn't matter because it's all hearsay, right? That's what was told to her. Um, but she, there's a, there's, there is a world where she could be testifying um, where it's not necessarily, where maybe Donald Trump is on trial, but you're trying to build something else. And so that testimony isn't necessarily considered hearsay based on, off of how it's presented, right? But that's a, that's a complex thing. We're not going to get into the details of that. Um, but it, it, it's, it's just a lot more complicated than that. But all of that to say, you don't have the case you need yet from anything that I've seen to be able to indict him. And, and while everything that we're learning to this point, right, for me, just confirms what I assumed was going on. I sent you that story months ago about that scene in the White House with Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, oh, yeah, the Mike fist, Flynn, the near fist fight, right? Where, yeah. Mike, where, where, where the guy basically tells Mike Flynn, like, if if you want to challenge me, let's fight. Otherwise, sit down. Yes, right. Like, I mean, so knowing that sort of background, like, like, see, that, that's the thing. I keep that filed away. So when I hear this stuff, I'm like, that, that this all makes sense. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, just again, to me, the next level was. Remove the metal detectors. Those people aren't going to hurt me. That's third world Panama dictator shit. And it happened here. And the fact that there are not people... And the few people that are standing up to him, um, uh, Kinzinger and and Cheney being the the main examples, are getting just dragged in what used to be their circles. I think... I don't think Kinzinger's even running again. I think he said, fuck this, I'm done. And Cheney's saying, I'm not punting. And Did you watch any of the... Primary debate with Liz Cheney. Adam Kinzinger referred to her opponents as armpit farters. Um, Wait, what? He refers to armpit farters. They're, they're just a bunch of dopes up there saying stupid shit. He said they might be sticking their arm, hand in the armpit making farts. I'm, I'm, con- I'm confused. Adam Kinzinger called the people debating Liz Cheney armpit farters. Oh, okay. Because they were literally... They, they sounded like Alec Baldwin and Team America after everything's coming in glued. Yeah. And they're just saying words. Uh, socialism. Uh, uh, corporate America. Uh, um... But she's she's I, is, I respect I, her for digging in and saying fuck you vote me out, and if and if she does get voted out, that says to me we're as bad as I'm afraid we are. Right. I mean, and, and it's kind of and that's where I'm kind of a little bit frustrated with Adam, Adam King, Kinzinger if he's not running again because it's just like again that it's and I get where he's coming from. It's just like look, it's not screw these people, right? Yeah. I mean, and and he, he's probably in a district that. You know, they've basically turned on him because he has turned on them, I guess, in right. their eyes. So, you, you know, he recognizes that the writing is on the wall. I was working in his district last year. Yeah. They're nuts. Yeah. I mean, so I I, I, I get it. And I, I also respect Liz Cheney um, and, and them, Kinzinger both. And, and the only thing that you could hope is that, you, so you're dealing with a bunch of spineless people, Congress, Senate, Democrat, Republican, whatever. Like, they're all, like, just out for their best interest, right? Sure. So you hope that maybe 
while they're not bold enough to come out and say anything publicly, that, that then maybe that some of this is coming out and it's shifting and they'll move away from the rhetoric. But I just, I don't believe that they will because you've got some people who have a history of, like, who, who historically have been, you know, stable, sane, moderate people, right? Elise Stefanik uh, out of New Jersey is one, right? Like, she was Republican, but she was a moderate and, you know, was concerned about climate change and, you know, wanted equal rights for LGBTQ and all that other stuff. She was, that's how she won. Um, but then she started to get herself sucked into the Trump train because she was losing ground as a moderate. And, you know, like Trump kind of sinks it, like realizes she's losing ground and she's starting to flail and she gets a little bit desperate. So, you know, Trump has a rally and invites her to it. And, you know, this is firsthand from someone in her campaign. Once she saw the magnetism of Donald Trump and the support that he got and how excited everybody was around it, she was sold. And she's never looked back. And people who, in her campaign, who have questioned her, who have said, like, hey, like, this doesn't track. Like, this isn't you. This isn't what we said. We built our campaign on being, you know, doing what was right for the people and bringing some sanity back, whatever. Those people were literally summarily fired. Get out. Okay. I mean, you know, so, and, and, and so all of that to say is, I'm just, I, I, I think that we're at a point where we're, we're like, Cheney and Kinzinger on the GOP side are a dying breed. There aren't many of them left. Um, and, and that party is becoming, it, it's no longer the party of extremes. This is just who they are, right? And that's, and that's what you're up against. Um, and so, and, and it's not about anything other than creating this culture war that doesn't need to be substantiated by good policy um, or or facts or you facts make or, shit intelli- up and just or intelligent thought, like their whole idea is to make it this 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 culture war where you can use just whatever you know like whatever buzzwords for the day to co- to continue to get support from the base to stay in power, and 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 the only way to shift away from that is that they have to shift away from that. Right? right. Like, there's nothing you could do to make them, and if that's the way they continue to operate, then then it's ultimately probably going to just, just rip this country in half. Like, you can well, see the fissures already. Yeah, and, and Ro- the overturning of Roe v. Wade is really opening that wound. And, I mean, I, w- I was having uh, uh, lunch downtown, downtown Lakewood the other day, and a protest went through, and then people at the bar started talking. Now, I was in Lakewood, Ohio, which is a fairly young, with a fairly young audience. Some of them didn't even fucking know what Roe v. Wade went, meant. There was, like, a 22-year-old girl who literally said, so the... Abortion's illegal now? I'm like, not exactly. The, fe- the, the Federally, it is no longer a protected right, but now states decide things. The fact that kids don't know that, this is a girl who's talking about, you know, not wanting to have kids. I'm like, you should be paying attention to this shit. You should have voted last election. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, but now it is a it is an open wound, and I'm going to be curious to see. But what here's the, the thing. Like... <laughs> Like, so that's, that, the problem is, is that that's who you need to vote to shift a lot of this yes. stuff back, and yep. they're not doing it, and you... And a decision like this could change that. <laughs> so you think that little conversation you had with that little girl changed her mind? No, and now no, she's no, no, go no, 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 I don't think and, I changed anyone's mind. about the no, issues? No, like, no, 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 I don't But that's the that. thing, like, you would have to have 
a very good conversation with her on a very consistent basis to get her to shift into the idea that she needs to vote, and you need to do that about 20 million times. One down. Okay. Um, um, but I seriously think this is going to be really interesting when governorships are uh, governors' races are decided because that's going to be a huge issue on every state's uh, campaign, right? Every state is going to have a, a governor, a candidate for governor that says, "I am, you know, not going to tamper with state laws. I'm going to allow women's choice." And it's a complicated issue. We 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 talked about through last week, and I, I, I mean, I think it's. This is what I'll say. I think it is. It will be very interesting, but I I, I can't make a prediction. I don't. I agree. I don't have confidence in, you know, like you. I know a lot of pro-choice Republicans. Yeah, I don't have confidence in them that this is going to shift them to vote for you. Do but like your judgment on this, I think, is just flawed, right? Like, fine. I, I, I mean, well, I mean, there's also nothing to support your stance. Well, first of all, I didn't think a stance. I said it's going to be interesting to see how this impacts. No, 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 no. no. Early, like before, you said that you think that this is going to shift them to vote. At, you know, to vote in the interest of, you know, abortion rights and access. Okay. I don't, I, like, I don't think that, the, I, I think that they may, they may have those feelings and they may be very strong, but I don't know if it's strong enough to get them to vote Democrat or, or, or for a progressive candidate at this point. I, I, okay. just, I, I don't. It, you know what, it can be, but just like in 2020, it can, it might be enough for them to not vote for who they would have otherwise voted for. Now, so now there's also a people. difference. Now, I think you were saying that in reference to, you were saying that in reference to a presidential election. I think governorships is a I little was, bit no, I different. I was saying governorships. No, you originally, we were originally talking okay, about the president but, in 2024. Right. Stop. So, I don't think I said that, but... but you but, did. Okay, whatever. On Listen the show. Oh, okay. Fucking pull okay. it out. Okay. Fine, go on. I'm, don't I'm get talking. mad at me because you because you can't remember what the fuck you said. It's who, what you who's, said. Who's yelling at who here? I am yelling at you because you're being fucking ridiculous. It's the point that you made. All I'm saying is that that point was wrong, and I'm trying to give you credit and say that this point may have more validity to it because it may shift them on a governorship. I don't think it shifts them on a presidential election. That's the point that I'm trying to make, right? Like, I'm not saying that you did... All I'm saying is what you said, right? We were talking about presidential elections. We were talking about 2024. You said that you thought that the, that the Roe versus Wade decision would shift, you know, GOP women who, who are about free... Uh, who are oh. about pro, who were pro-choice. Okay, that's and not I said, what... That's no. not, I, I don't believe I said presidential. That was not what I was trying Jesus to say. Jesus Christ. Well, it's... it's Move on. <laughs> what would you like to talk about next, Steve? The next thing on the damn thing. What the fuck? Come on. It's right there. Okay. Having a great show today. Um, so with the other Supreme Court, yeah, whatever. Um, the other Supreme Court decision that came out was EPA ruling, which I don't know much about other than to say it was a case based in West Virginia and it really gutted the EPA's ability to do what the EPA is supposed to do. It guts the EPA and it worries me because I think it guts other federal agencies. Now, the, the main focus is going to be environmental. Uh, obviously, because it's dealing with the EPA, but I mean, there are other federal agencies that that have an impact, right? Like, so the SEC, um, you, you know, like when they when they when they're looking at certain things, that like they can ask for how will this impact the environment, right? So what the Supreme Court came out and said was that federal agencies they can't like so Congress gives a federal agency a certain a certain authority. And so what the Supreme Court basically came out and said was that these federal agencies can't use the authority that Congress gave them to make new rules that aren't basically expressly stated 
in the authority granted by Congress, right? So this goes back to um, an Obama-era uh, rule that was made that said that um, the EPA needed to govern um, uh, uh, emissions, right? right? And so greenhouse gas emissions and everything else, which they feel is what's the, the driver behind climate change, right? So the Supreme Court comes back and says, all right, <clears throat> so the EPA then makes a rule based off of that charge um, and says, all right, because of that rule, we're going to require you to have X. So then the Supreme Court is basically coming out and saying that, you know, like you can't do that because what they said was you need to deal with greenhouse gases, but you have made this very specific thing that's not in what Congress said. So you can't require, you, like you can't make it a requirement that they have that X because that's not what Congress charged you to do, right? So they're basically saying that you can't, uh, you can't take this broad rule and then make these very specific uh, 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 requirements based off of you know this, like you need Congress to then come back and then make that very, this, the thing that you want, you need Congress to basically authorize before you can make that, you know, a, a, a requirement or a mandate. And what this does is it, it basically pushes back and says like, all right, if you want to, to control greenhouse gases, then Congress, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pass that, the very specifics that, that you want that specific federal agency to do. Right, like so, they can't say, "All right, EPA, your deal is the environment. Do what you got to do to help the environment." Right, which is essentially what the charge has been. Now it's, "All right, Congress, if you want them to require a certain type of air purifier or carbon emission reducer or whatever, then you need to specifically state that in whatever you whatever bill that you pass granting authorization for this." Now, a lot of people look at that and say, "All right, well, Congress just do it." Okay, well... You know, Congress is really good at getting stuff done. Wait, all right, when's the last time Congress has done anything worthwhile, right? Like, I mean, they can, they, they can pass something to get a statute built, but beyond that, like, you know, actual laws that are helping and impacting people, like, we, we can't get it done. So... I, Especially politically divisive issues, like right. environmental stuff. Right. The, the right is just going to cling to, nope, your libtards are trying to ruin the economy, and the economy is more important, blah, blah, right. blah. I mean, it's very specific. So what the Supreme Court said was you can't adopt rules that are, trans that are transformational to the economy unless Congress, Congress has specifically, specifically authorized you to do so, right? And that phrase is what scares me, all right? Think about what they just said. You can't adopt rules that are transformational to the economy unless Congress has specifically authorized you to do so, right? Like, so I just, like, what does that mean? I'm trying to translate that into my professional world because I deal with FDA-regulated stuff all well, the time. Well, the FDA came up in this, too. Oh, I, I did not know this. Yeah. So what did they say about the FDA? Same thing. So literally, <laughs> I mean... From my perspective, well, first of all, I'd be out of a job because we wouldn't need to respond to FDA findings if the FDA wasn't allowed to find anything. But realistically, I've had my disagreements with the FDA many times, and I've got all kinds of negative things to say about them. However, without regulatory agencies, businesses would put profits over everything else, and a lot of the things that made the FDA come into a necessity yeah. is because the snake oil salesman of the old West and making label claims and doing whatever. And, um, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff and I won't bore you with the history, but if you take away the 
requirements to do things by industry and government-driven standards, this becomes a real scary world. And when you can do that to the environment, I mean, it's pretty easy to say when you're making a, a tablet, you know, you have to prove it has efficacy and safety and all that. That's pretty well established in the industry, and you might not be able to... Um, you wouldn't see the FDA roll over and say, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. But if the EPA can't tell West Virginia's coal, coal, you know, coal mines, you, know, <laughs> you can't just pump tons of sulfur and carbon into the air willy-nilly because it happens to be a rock that burns in the ground that you stand on. Um, right. I mean, because it's literally like you can't retrofit an old statute to create new tools or new mechanisms to address a problem within the agency's jurisdiction. Like, which makes no, like, so it's in your jurisdiction to control whatever this is, environment, food, sure. drug, whatever, but you can't go around making new tools to deal with the problems as they arise, even though they're new problems, without, con without congressional approval, um, which just seems, like, in, in, if, if Congress worked the way it should, this shouldn't be a problem. So on the one hand, you could say, look, the Supreme Court's not wrong, uh, you know, like they, we should have more control over these agencies. They shouldn't just be able to act without some sort of oversight. But at the same time, there's the fact that we know how our we know how Congress operates, and even if Congress operated the way that it should, like the ability to be able to to gather Congress together, put together a rule or or, or some sort of charge, and then and then to pass that on to the agency. Like that's it seems unnecessary, right? Like we right. should give the the agency the authority to be able to adapt, right? As as situations adapt, right? And then say, okay, based off new information and new data, we need to change how we regulate, and this is how we do it. As opposed to now, you have to base what they're saying is you need to go to Congress, tell Congress what the problem is, give them a solution, let Congress sort of figure it out, and then Congress will work with the solution to what they feel is best. Right, which is a bunch of people who are not experts in this whatsoever, right. and they're probably going to end up coming back to you anyway. Or Marjorie Taylor Greene is in Congress. Exactly. Right. I mean, Matt Gates is in Congress. I mean, like we have we have people who <laughs> and are driving more towards dumb. Right. Exactly. Like so, you have more and more of these types of people going into Congress. So they're going to be the ones who are going to be making these decisions, and that's assuming that they'll even make the decision, right? Because those Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gates. You know, something comes from the EPA, they're literally going to table it. They're like, fuck it, we're not doing that, we're not giving you that authority, which some people say yay, but, I mean, you, you say yay now until, you know, you, you, you're, you know, until your groundwater is poisoned. And right, until rainwater is burning your skin off, and you're like, oh, we should do something about this. And the EPA, whatever is left of it, is going to be saying, fuck you, we told you. Right. You know, or if it's the FDA or, or the SEC or whoever, and so you, you just, it feels like, you know, and the other thing that, come, that comes out of this, the Supreme Court has basically created a new doctrine called the Major Questions Doctrine. Now, if you want my legal analysis as what the Major Questions Doctrine is, I can't give it to you because they literally just made it up in the last few years, right? Like, they just kind of pull it out and it's just like, okay, like with some of the various other doctrines that are used, like it's a way that they, anal they, they, they put analysis on cases in various situations that allow them to, to come to a consistent conclusion with a certain type of fact pattern. So they've okay. created this new doctrine, which I don't necessarily have an issue with them doing that because you know at some point anything has to be new, but they haven't done a good job of explaining like what the analysis is or how it's used 
it's literally just called the major questions doctrines, and then they slide it in, and then like, but it applies to which, all sorts of different. Which ironically brings up a bunch of major questions. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. So it's just like, what the fuck is this? Um, so the Supreme Court is in a weird place right now, um, you know. But it's the same court that all right. So they over they overturn Roe v. Wade. They they punt the EPA basically out of their their authority realm. Right, but then these this same court, who you would think with immigration would say, all right, whatever Trump did is cool, they're actually saying no, it's not. Right, like so, Trump had an order that if you know you get somebody coming in from Mexico and they are seeking asylum or whatever, that you have to release them back into Mexico, and then once the decision is made, then if it's ruled in their favor, then they can come to the U.S. Right, so it's basically like if we catch you. Whether you're seeking asylum or not, you're going back to Mexico no matter what. Even if you're not from Mexico and maybe you're from El Salvador, we don't care. You're going back to Mexico. So Biden got rid of that or wants to get rid of that executive order. And, you know, he got sued by conservative groups. And the Supreme Court came in and said, yeah, it's an executive order. Like, there's no authority to keep it in place. There's a new president who's basically going another direction. So we're not going to stop that, which a lot of people were surprised that because that's Somewhat inconsistent, right? I mean, like, because it's not precedent. You know what I mean? Like, the- sure. And, well, but people tend to say a conservative judge is going to vote or issue rulings on behalf of the president that appointed them, and that's usually not the case. Usually, these folks are smart, and they, you know, look. I I, I agree with that, and I'm the first to point that out. Right? Like, sure. I mean, like Roberts has made plenty of decisions that you're just like you would think that he would go the other way on it. Um, but with the way some of these decisions have come out, like this term specifically, yeah, right. I'm not I, like well, I'm not saying. Row, it feels like there was a lot of personal. Right. I mean, I mean, every one of them said this is settled law when they were being nominated, yes, and all yes. of them flipped. Right. I mean, like just so. I mean that, and then this EPA case have really kind of shaken me a little bit in terms of how they're applying analysis compared to how they've done it historically. Right. Like I've got hundreds of years of how the court has decided cases and how they've looked back at cases and even when they made bad decisions in like Dred Scott or whatever, like how they were able to sort of, as a court, evolve based off of that. So you assume that that evolution continues and when you just see it stop dead in its tracks on multiple cases in the same term, all of a sudden you, you feel that there's a shift in the way the court is doing things and now you have to basically throw out everything that you know and so now everything is basically a surprise right because you're just like I, I don't know what's coming and like oh this is a shock so them coming out after Roe and West Virginia and then saying oh yeah the whole immigration thing we we totally agree with the Biden administration on it you're just like okay well that that seems sane all right so maybe there's a little something there left but it's but now like there's a lot less predictability in terms of how the court is going to go right like when I look at something I could say You've got, you know, like this might be an even split and Roberts is going to be the one who makes, who kind of, who, who shifts the court one way or another, or maybe it's going to be Breyer or whatever. Now, I just, I, I don't know, right? Like we've got a new member to the court, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, which right. is something that really should, we have to acknowledge as, 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 a, as again, historical, historical <laughs> progress. Right, you've got a black woman. We've never had a black woman on the court before. That's a major thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's a huge fucking deal. Right, like if you consider the percentage of people and everything else, for to have actual black women on the Supreme Court after you know a few hundred years of Supreme Court or you know hundred plus years of Supreme Court justices, 
and now you, you, you've got a black woman, again, that's another sign, signal of progress. Right. Um, and it's that, also causing the people who hate that progress right, to, to, to lose the their out. shit. <laughs> Um, which, which again is a good sign of progress. Is a good sign of progress, right? If it pisses people off, that means you're doing something right. Uh, you know, so that's just. I mean, the, the Supreme Court is again just in a in a in a weird place right now. Um, you know, paying paying close paying close attention to everything that's coming out um, and trying to piece together something sensible. And I think what's really going to happen. You've got Roe and Dobbs, which have basically flipped, and so. I think moving forward, the court's going to go back to how they normally operate, right? I think that predictability will come back, right? I think that the main charge was, you know, flipping abortion, right? Like, yeah, we know what Kavanaugh said. You know what Gorsuch said. You know what Barry, Barrett said. For all the, for Joe Manchin to come out and say, oh, I'm utterly surprised. They told me. <laughs> fuck you, Joe Manchin. They, they told me that it was settled law. This is shocking to me. Get the fuck out of here. You right. knew, like, I mean, everybody who's saying that, like, it's just such a dog and pony show. You knew these people were full of shit. You probably didn't even really add, like, like get the fuck out of here. But, um... I think that that was that was the mission. They accomplished the mission, and now they're going to go back to ruling, you know, somewhat uh, consistently again. And then you're going to have Clarence Thomas, who's just going to be anti-progressive, no matter what, because he just he flats out hate progressives and liberals and everything that they stand for. So I think he is willing to sabotage his credibility from a legal analysis standpoint to sabotage the progressive liberal agenda as he sees it. Not that some of these things are that progressive or that liberal. They're just sort of seem like it's a basic understanding. But he's, you're never going to see him surprise you with, on something uh, going forward that, that works out in the favor for progressives. I just think he's just dug in. Yeah, and, and, and he's not going anywhere. It's not like he's changing jobs. No, he's not, he's not quitting. He's not going to retire. He, you know, there's a quote from one of his clerks from your, the quote is old. Um, it's from, from the late nineties, early two thousands where he said, look, I, I want to serve for 43 years. Right. Cause I think at the time he may have been 43 years old and he's just like progressive liberals have given me hell for 43 years. So I want to give them 43 years of hell on the court. Right. So I think 43 years for him is maybe nine or 20, 34 ish. Okay. Or something like that. Um, or something along those lines, so okay. that might be I mean, right. Because I mean, he he came on the court what ninety one somewhere around there was the like early nineties, right? Like so, yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Nineteen thirty four or twenty thirty four would be forty three years, right? I think. Yeah, because okay. I mean, it's I'm, I'm, yes, yes, you're right. Right, because it's twenty two. I'll be forty two and twenty two. I was told there would I'll be no be, math. Right. Well, shit. I mean, you're an engineer. I'm, I know. I avoided math like the plague. Um, and now all I deal with is fucking numbers, so see how that worked out. But oh, so that's where that's where I am with the, with the Supreme Court, and um, you know I think you know people are worried about them, you know, completely trying to take over the government and everything else. I don't think that's the case. I think they wanted to flip row. I think they wanted to say fuck the environment, and now they're good, and so they'll get back to <laughs> you know their normal scheduled you know consistency. Whether or not gay people get to have birthday cakes made for them is. Well, yeah. Now, again, again, that's you know, Clarence Thomas made that statement, and and so if it, now the the real question goes back to the states, if the states take the Dobbs decision and start to apply it to other privacy type concerns around 
you know, gay marriage. I mean, like, you know, Clarence Thomas even said that, oh, we should look at, we're yeah, overturn gay it. sex right. and, and birth control and everything. If, if, if you start to have that war, then, you know, now, now, now that, now that's a whole different cup of tea, right? Like sure. if we have to start to relitigate the idea of gay marriage being, um, acceptable, uh, you know, on, on, you know, state level, or if we have to go through and we have to actually codify, you know, the right to gay marriage and we have to codify, I mean, cause like, I mean, one of the decisions he had in there and I forget which one that, 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 uh, to Texas case, the Texas sodomy case, right. That was, that wasn't even about marriage. That was just like, all right, you know, can two gay, you know, can two people of the same sex have sex? Like they should have a right to privacy in their, bra- in, in their, in their bedroom. Right. And so that Texas decision, God, I can't remember the name of that case. Um, that decision basically said, okay, that's that's an allowed whatever you do in your bedroom with whoever, like we can't right. go out. Okay. But again, under that same sort of right to privacy, but that's not like you don't have a, a, a expressly written right to same sex sex in the constitution. Right? The forefathers weren't necessarily thinking about us, although some say, you know, right. but but you, <laughs> some say, you know, um, but since that's not expressly codified in the Constitution and Roe wasn't expressly codified. So do now are those things at risk and on state levels there? And listen, with some of these states, especially in the South, there is serious concern that you get the right governor in there. You get the right numbers that they may attack it. You know, I mean, you got uh, Lauren Boebert down in Colorado saying that, um, you know, like we need to have a, a religious takeover of the that the government should be that church that the, that the separation of church and state is just not in the constitution, and it was just something written in a letter that shouldn't really apply, and that the church should run the state, and that you know we need a, a, a Christian version of uh, of the Taliban in the U.S. Like a right. lot of crazy shit. So Ken, Kensinger called it that a Christian Taliban. Right. I mean, and, and, and that's what they're going for. Right. And, and like those are things to keep your eye out of. I mean, like, yeah. and listen, like, like if you said that five years ago, I think even myself would say, "All right, just calm down." Now we're 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 really seeing it, um, and we also need a lot of people who, like, a lot of the "I told you so" people. Okay, you were right, but you sitting there saying "I told you so" doesn't fucking help. Like we're in the fight now, so now you got to fight. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> that I would have. I truly believed that the Republican Party did not want Roe to be overturned because it was a weapon that they could use all the time. Now it's gone. Well, now, but now they have the cachet to say, look, we did it. Okay, they, true. They've got that. You know, and, but, and, but and that's that good I think there's a lot of people who voted Republican thinking, I'm actually pro-choice, but I like lower taxes and Republicans are giving me lower taxes, which they don't, but whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, they were, they were felt safe in that case. Well, yeah, and now they not, don't. No, 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 no. I, I think who and felt safe? The, I think Republican, pro-choice Republicans, of whom there oh, are no, a lot. They're still safe. They're still safe. Why? Because I mean, you still have the threat of this being codified in states. You, you yeah. still have the threat of it being codified with Congress, right? Like, so there's. And plenty if you've got of, money, it doesn't affect you nearly as much as. True, but I mean, like, look, there's still a fight to be had because, look, let's just say, and this isn't going to happen, but let's just say, Democrats were to flip the Senate. And but like flip the Senate in twenty twenty two, or not flip it, but gain more ground because right, right, right. right now it's essentially a tie. Yep. So let's say they get they pick up four or five seats in twenty twenty two, right? And then they they actually for once keep the momentum going, and then in twenty twenty four they pick up five or six more seats, 
right? In Congress, they're able to keep the gap that they have there, right? And then somehow, miraculously, Biden stays president, right? And then they actually have, you know, a supermajority where they've got, you know, they've got 60 plus members in the Senate, right? And then they've got, you know, a, a majority in Congress, and then they've got Biden. Now, you don't have to worry about the filibuster. And then theoretically, you could put all, you could codify all the shit, right? And then, so, so Republicans still have plenty of reason to say, look, you still need to support us. Like, yeah, we got it, we got it done with the Supreme Court, but that's not the end of it. Oh, and by the way, you need to make sure that you're voting in local elections because, you know, the, the Democrats are going to push to make this stuff legal because we don't have control over the states, right? But, but, but I guess I'm, maybe I said it wrong, but I'm saying that the people who don't want these additional chip, chipping away at reproductive rights and at sexual rights and whatever, who would typically vote Republican are going to say, oh, the shit that I didn't think had a chance of getting overturned already did, and I'm not trusting them anymore. And I'm talking about the state and local levels now. I don't, I'm confused. I don't okay. know who you're talking about. Like, talk, I, I don't understand talk, what you're I'm saying. Talk, I'm talking about the Republican voting college girl. Okay, who, so you got a Republican voting college girl. She sees Roe versus, Roe versus Wade turned overturned. Overturn. She's pro-choice because she's a 20-something girl and she wants to have sex and wants to... Uh, okay. So, so now, when a governor is running, when someone's running for governor, is she going to flip and say, I was normally going to vote Republican, but I'm not doing that anymore because the things I thought were safe for me, meaning reproductive rights, suddenly aren't. Okay, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Um, maybe, but I just, I don't think you have, be, like, so because of the history of that voting block, I just, I don't think that, that like, you can put a lot of faith in that you're, you'll get enough, I think... There may be some of that, but will it be enough to shift voting for Republicans? I don't know. And away, I, from, I, away from it. Away from, right. And, and I really think that you've got so many people that are buying into what the GOP is becoming. You know, yeah. Um, th th this, you know, again, this, this culture war based group that isn't doing anything from a policy standpoint that is really just focused on, you know, make America great again by getting rid of the progressive liberals and right. getting rid of the Democrats. That's their party stance now. And there are, there are just so many people that are attracted to that, right? Like there's sure. a lot, you know what I mean? Like that, that you, you know, like you're, you're, you've lost, the Democrats have lost most labor unions except for like teach, teachers and social workers, you know, um, like so, you've got labor unions that are beaten down, and then the labor unions that are left, besides t you know, like the teachers, um, like the police unions are voting Republican. The, 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 all the construction unions, those are voting you know GOP and Republican. Um, you know, you've got this you know that that whole block of you know middle America, middle class, you know, mostly white. Uh, like that block is really into this you know, hey, burn the libs. Right, and so and they are very loud, and, and, and very... there's a, and there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing, like that that where, you know, you talk about a, a a loud minority. Well, there's there's a pretty decent like, there's a decent volume to a very large group of people in the middle that are that are more right, and that are more into where the GOP is going now, than I think that you have you know new people jumping to the left. We'll see. I, no. I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I you're right. I just... want to be wrong. Understood. I hope that I'm wrong. The problem is, is just that I just, it seems like everything is, is going to the fact that I might, that I'm probably right. Right. And that's, 
not good. No, no it's not good. <laughs> and, and, and I, I do think you're wrong. Maybe not wrong. I mean, this, this is very, there's a lot of gray in here. You know, there's, I'm seeing a lot more Republicans who are, I had a guy the other day refer to himself as a rhino. And he was basically saying, the party has abandoned me. Like, the stuff I believed in is no longer what the party represents. And it is this culture war, um, you know, nonsense that uh, has become the hallmark of that party. And yeah. I think it, I'm, I'm, this may be way overly optimistic, but I think there is a bridge too far. And Roe, I think, could be one of the first planks on that bridge. Where people- yeah, if you, if you want to say that's one of the, like, yeah, I think you're right. In terms of, like, first plank on a bridge to, you know, getting people to jump off. Um, yeah, I think Roe is the first step. Um, if they go down this road of, you know, gay marriage, stuff like right. that. Like, because you got, listen. Like, you Christian know, plenty, authoritarianism. Right. Because be you got plenty of gay people that are conservative. Yeah. Right. That are GOP that are, you know, kind of holding their nose and dealing with this, even with some of the shit that they have to deal with. Um, but I think you start to assault gay rights and stuff like that, then I think you'll see a little bit more of a shift. And then, I mean, look, I mean, you've got grumblings of some people come, you know, bringing up various, you know, race things and everything else. And I think you can get to a point where you can, you can realize like, holy shit, these people are completely fucking crazy and everybody turns on them. But just the question is how far down that road do you let them get and how much shit do we have to unfuck I, you know, no, before we get there, that. and what does that look like? And can you can you get this thing back on track, going the right direction, whatever that means or looks like, um, without an actual you know warlike altercation? Can you get it back without you know high levels of violence, without high levels of casualties, without I, and war? I, I don't know. I just don't know. And as we continue to go further down the road, like that's that's the concern. Yeah. Oh, right. it's like, huge that's, that, 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 that's that. That's that. You know. And, and, I mean, and you, which is crazy that we're here now and thinking about where we were ten years ago. I think no one thought that that was a real possibility, and now every year since then, you know, it's becoming more and more realistic. To now, where you've got a lot of people like, you know, I mean, now you have people openly talking about, you know, talking to their neighbors like, you better choose sides. You better yeah. choose sides. Like hearing that more and more. And you're like, Jesus Christ, you know, I mean, it's just like, which again, you know, like I'm getting uh, to a you point just, where you, you just blasphemed. You can go to jail for that. if things keep going this way. Right. I mean, and, and look, I mean, and, you know, kind of just seeping into that gun argument. Like, I mean, the whole gun control thing might be an afterthought before it's all said and done. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you got a country at war, is anybody paying attention to gun control laws? You know, like, even your biggest gun control advocates will fucking bullets are flying by your yeah. head. Oh, there's... Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, I I've mean, and all you got is it, right? Then all of a sudden, all that shit, all of that, all that worried about capacity and magazine capacity and all that shit goes out the window. <laughs> I, I, I have a few friends who would argue anti-gun stances with me, knowing that I'm, I'm a liberal who's a gun rights advocate to, you know, we've done this a million times. But... Um, They've subsequently come to me and said, okay, I'm buying a gun. What do you recommend? And that's happened on a handful of occasions because yeah. they're like, you know, I know you know the stuff. I don't want to go to my right-wing friends and have to hear all the I told you so's and all the, you know, whatever. But I want to know what's the smart thing to buy. Mm-hmm. That's happened a couple times. And I'm not sharing, I'm not offering to be that advisor. People right. are just randomly coming to me. All right. So we live about an hour from Akron, Ohio. 45 We're, minutes. 45 minutes. Depends who's driving. Um, 30 if I'm driving. Right. Anyway, there was a, fa- a fatal shooting of a young man named Jalen Walker in, uh, in Akron this week. 
Um, he's 25 years old, black man. Was was he driving for DoorDash or? Is, I don't know. Okay, he, but he, they said he's a Door. Everyone's saying he's a DoorDash driver. I mean, if he was driving for DoorDash, I have some questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's. Armed and had a ski mask. So okay, I didn't, oh, know, I didn't, I, I didn't know about the ski mask. I oh, knew there yeah. was a gun he, in the car. He, when so when he got out. Well, so we'll expl- like, let's explain right, so what we, happened. So he's. We don't know what led to the traffic stop. Right, like they said, there was a traffic violation. Uh, he uh, proceeded to lead the police on a chase um, for you know an extended period of time, and during the chase. Um, you know, I've seen a couple different videos where it looks pretty clear that he fired a shot at the police out of his car. Um, his car eventually comes to a stop. He escapes out of the passenger side. And when he gets out of the passenger side, he has a ski mask on. And again, I actually saw the shot. I saw him exit the vehicle with the ski mask on. Uh, he runs, and it looks like it's the video is dark, but it looks like he goes to turn around. And when he does, there are about eight or nine police officers there. Um, that unload a hail of fire on them. And the, the, they're estimating about 90 shots were fired. They're estimating that a roughly 60 shots hit his body. Um, and he was dead on the scene. Now, there's, you know, there's questions of whether they admin- tried to administer, you know, life-saving, you know, medical treatment after, which he was shot 60 times. They said a lot of the shots were to the face and to the torso, um, yeah. So whatever, I, I doubt that they did. I'm not sure why they even would, and it's kind of an insult to, you know, death, for them to say that they tried to administer medical treatment. Like you just shot a guy, a hundred times, like you know, like you, right. like good, bad, or other. Like what? Like come on. But they they still managed to you know handcuff his body, right, right with sixty bullets in it. You know, and a lot of people are taking, you know, they're looking at those things. Um, look. Shooting someone that many times uh, is excessive. Yeah, when there were eight officers firing shots. Right, eight officers firing shots. So you got about, you know, on average, you know, nine, 10, 11 shots from each officer. Um, Now, the issue that I have here is looking at it as a whole, right? Like, I saw a video, him driving down. It's a muzzle flash, you know, coming out of the driver's side. He gets out of the car wearing a ski mask. He turns... Like, once you shoot at cops, I'm sorry. Like, now, look, the argument is, well, they take white guys in. Oh, yeah, okay. That's true. They do. Um, and, I, and they apparently tried to use tasers on They the tried first. to use tasers. It didn't, maybe they missed or whatever, and I'm not sure that really helps or hurts anything. The, rea- the reality is, like, like, yes, they went overboard. we got to talk about the excessiveness, and is there a better way for them to deal with the situation? Because everyone's saying he's unarmed, but I'm like, look, once he fired the shot out of the car... It's reasonable and to he to gets assume. out of the car, I'm sorry, it's reasonable for them to assume that he's still armed, that he's willing to use that weapon against them. And as much as I hate to see that this shit happened the way that it did, like, it's hard, it, it's it's hard, you turn, you shot at the cop, right? And you can say, well, you can bring the examples of the white guys who shot at cops who didn't make it. Were those that, were, did those situations happen in Akron? Were these the same police officers? Right. Right, like, this, this moment in time at night, you've got a guy who already shot at you. You've got a guy who took you on a chase. He stops his car. He gets out. He's wearing a ski mask. He turns around. So now I'm supposed to assume that he's unarmed. Like, we got, like, there's While running be, at night. While running at night, I just, I don't know if I, if I, can, if I can buy this idea 
that the police were wrong here. If you want to say it was too many shots, it was excessive, okay, right? But, I mean, it's like, listen, even if it was one, if it's one cop that shoots at him and that one cop fires a bullet that goes center mass through his head, he's still dead. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, well, he, they, they killed him. Like, you can only kill somebody once. All right, so only one of those bullets were ultimately the one that killed him, right? And so it's no different whether it was one or whatever. Um, if you want to say, all right, have, if you didn't have as many cops shooting him, now, I guess, so hold on, let me back up. If you don't have so many cops shooting so excessively and there's, there's maybe fewer cops shooting or fewer shots fired, maybe he's shot and he's still alive and okay, right? Um, and maybe. he's charged with attempted murder. He's charged with attempted murder. And he, okay, so that's, that's, a, that's probably a legitimate argument, right? Um, but he still puts himself in this position. And so he's, like, I refuse to not acknowledge his role in this. He made multiple terrible choices. And the, the worst of the worst is the one where he decides to shoot at the cops as he's running away from them. Right? You shoot at police as you're running away from them. From, for, from my perspective... You you don't get much of a defense from me on that. I'm I'm sorry. It, it is it is ugly. The way they killed him in the end is brutal, and and I I take some issue with it. But at the same time, you avoid all this by not shooting at the police. And listen, and, and the other thing too is there's a lot of things he did there where you could like running from the police should not be something that gets you executed by police. Right. Right. You know, wearing a ski mask isn't something that should get you killed by the police. Right. You know, taking somebody's DoorDash order is, you know, right. I mean, if there was a DoorDash order in the back of the car that didn't get delivered, none of that should be punishable by death. Things get hazy once you start shooting at the police. Uh, it, it's going to be really ugly um, locally because they already canceled their Fourth of July. Uh, yeah, they canceled the fire, which I was smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because, and, and here's the other thing, too. This is Akron. This is Northeast Ohio. I know this place. And the reality is, is that they keep that fireworks show. Something's going to happen, but it's not going to be justice for Jalen, right? It's no. going to be someone, some somebody taking advantage of the tension, knowing that someone that they don't like is around, and they're going, they're going to actually escalate the situation and make it worse just because they know where everybody is, right? Chaos. And you're going right. to put police in you're position. Gonna put, There's going to be a confrontation, right. you know, because fireworks are not legal. People throwing off fireworks is not legal. It, yeah, it, no, it was definitely the right thing to do. But it's going to be ugly because, as you just stated, this is not Laquan McDonald. This no. is not the guy in Arizona no. that gets shot in the hotel room. I mean, those were just plain wrong. And, and, right. and I have no trouble saying that officer deserves to be treated like a murderer because he is. Yes. In but this in case, I can't do cases. Yeah, yeah. I, In this case, I can't do that. No, I can't. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I, it, like, and I, I feel terrible for his family and for the people. Um, you know, again, I think the police, the police were excessive, but I, I can't see how, um, I, I think that this, I, if the, if these guys get charged, um, uh, if these guys get charged with murder, I, I don't see, I, I can't see that happening. I think that in like taking this objectively, taking race out of it, once you've got a guy evading police, high speed chase on the highway, shooting at police gets out of a car with a ski mask at night, runs, turns, they shoot. I mean, I just, I, I'm not, I, I, I just, I don't see how these, like these guys are on administrative leave right now. I think they get, they end up getting reinstated. And I mean, the black community is upset. Look, cause this happens a lot. But again, at some point in time, you have like, 
these young men have to understand. You lit. You have to live to fight another day. Don't give me this shit. Well, I like there. Like if it. <laughs> listen, learn something from Jalen Walker because if there's another Jalen Walker scenario, like you, you're, you're you're like you, you're. Um, uh, I forget what I was gonna say or some cliche, but uh, okay. self self fulfilling profi- uh, prophecy. Okay. Right. Like you can't like. You can't say, I'm afraid the police are going to kill me, so I'm going to do all these things that trigger police to right. kill people right. and then end up surprised that you end up dead. Right. Right? Like, you, you can't, like, listen, traffic infraction, like, so the problem was, right, like, now he had never been arrested and he didn't have warrants, so... Did not. Did not, right? Like, as I, I, as I believe I've read, and I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not, but I believe I read that he had, he had not been arrested and he didn't have, he didn't have warrants, right? Now... Ohio, especially now, open carry state, right, is actually a concealed carry state. You can you can carry right. concealed without a weapon right now today. Without a permit. Or without a permit. Sorry, you can't, weapon, you can't carry a weapon without a weapon. But you can carry concealed today without a permit, without a CCW, without going through yeah. training, without anything. Maybe not smart, but you can, right? So now my issue is if the kid doesn't have a history of arrest and if he doesn't have warrants, um, he's carrying a weapon – then and you get pulled over, just get pulled over. Right. Right, there won't be a weapons charge. Right, there's not going to be a weapons charge. They didn't find drugs in the car, so I'm not 100% sure why he fucking ran. Right. Obviously, I'm not either. You know, I mean, now if there's more, if there's more information out there that maybe I'm just not privy to that would maybe explain why he ran, okay. But, like, I, I don't, you know, now the thing with, I don't understand, now the other thing, too, that I've got a lot of questions about, which, is it a crime to wear a ski mask? No. But it's been hot as hell here in Cleveland the last, you know, couple of weeks. Yep, yep. You know, so I have to be curious why you would have a ski mask when it's been averaging 90 degrees for the last couple of weeks. So that raises questions. Yeah, it, it does. You know, as to, as to what he was doing. So, you know, like, did they, you know, was there a possible crime that he had committed, right, that they, you know, car looks like description of? I don't know. I haven't seen any of that, though, because the police haven't said anything yet. Right. Uh, I, will, I will say one thing about the excessiveness, and that is that if you're responding to a high-speed chase and you're joining with your, your brother in blue, however you want to say it, um, you know, the fact that eight cops respond. I've seen, I've seen multiple cop cars do, dealing with a routine traffic stop, and that's, I think it's standard practice that if you, you, know, you see an officer pull over, you're a police officer, you pull up and make sure everything's okay. In this case, they were joining a obviously a very tense situation, and the fact that eight of them were there, I don't think is necessarily indicative of excessive. Yeah, and so when I watched the video too, I think you got there were more cops got involved once he fired the shot. Right, which makes sense, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, once he like, and you there's you can see the officer's video where you know like you can hear the shot, and then he's like, and the cop actually handles it pretty good. He's just like, all right, shots fired, you know, like, and he does the whole thing on the radio. I just. you know, it's, it's it's hard to justify sixty bullet wounds. That's yes. completely hard to. And, and right. I mean, but then the question is, and like, some of so, those could be exits. It could be more, right. But I, I mean, because when you hear when you watch the video, it's it's hard to count because what I tried to do was how many shots did the officer whose dash cam or whose uh, body cam I'm watching from? How many did he shoot? Right, because they all shot around the same. It sounds like so. And it's hard to say if it was 60 or 90 shots. It's right. a lot of shots. But lot. the thing that I think there's a multiplier, there is a multiplier there. Because 
if you've got one guy that shoot that lets off right and you know that lets off six or seven or eight or however many shots then that it's it's and you've got eight of them doing that like that's going to be a lot that's it adds up quickly right and if they're all trained the same way right then that's what you get now i'm not necessarily i guess i am justifying it to a degree um and I, and, I, and I know it's fucked up. And the problem is, is that how bad this looks. Because, and everyone wants to go to the, he's unarmed. And the everyone's saying he's unarmed. But I can't ignore the fact that you're in a car, you're driving, you shot at the police. You know, it's relatively clear. And then you get out and you run. I, I don't know that you left the, the gun behind. Right, of course. And, right, and, I have no idea and, that and, you left the gun and, behind. I know you have one. I don't know that you left it behind. You're running in the dark and then you turn at me. I'm probably going to shoot you too. Yeah. And, and it's terrible. It's tragic. I feel for his family, um, but I, I'm, I'm not going to put this in the camp of some of those other cases that we've talked about that have been clear as day, blatant. Right. Um, it's not Derek Chauvin. It's not no, Laquan McDonald getting shot. It's not. Shot. It, right. I mean, there's, there's, there's way too many cases. It's not, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not Taylor, uh, Breonna Taylor in, in her right, situation right. in Louisville. It's not any of those. Um, you know, this is one where... You can question how many shots the police fired. Okay. This is on Jalen Walker. I don't know what he was going through. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know why he did it. But everything he did was wrong, and it got him killed. It got him killed. And you yeah, can say that the no. police need to be better. I don't know what you want them to do different because I, I got to be honest. Like, I, look, <laughs> you got a guy who shoots at me and then turns at me in the dark. I am shooting back. Sorry. I'm going to. And every fuck most cops and, and, will. And if it means ten rounds, you can go to the cops who have taken in guys who who didn't. But you know the reality is, chances are those guys surrendered. Those guys shot. They put their guns down. They put their hands up, and they put their you know they went to their knees and they surrendered. So now the cop, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the shooter, so, the shooter in Buffalo, being the shooter in Buffalo, right? Like you know, it's just like oh, how do why did you take him in? Like listen, he put his gun down. He goes down on his knees. I can't execute him in the middle of the street. I'm like, well, you executed this guy. It's like, well, I executed him because he didn't do what he was. He didn't do that. If he right. does that, then I can't kill him. If he doesn't do that, then I can. They may not like that, which is fine. Don't like it. This is not any. There's nothing. There's nothing likable. There's nothing likable about any of this. But that's fucking reality, right? And there's no training away from that, right? But the only way to go to that is to take the guns away from the police, which some people really think is a good idea, right? And that shit may work in the UK, but that shit ain't gonna work here, you know. So I mean, I, I, I don't have a good answer for you on this, other than we need to teach these kids, these young men, to to value their lives more and to make better decisions. And you can go to life is hard and there's so many unfair things. That's fine. But for everyone who does something like this, there are thousands who actually don't every day. For everyone who breaks, for every young man or woman that breaks and does something that costs them their life, you can blame all these factors. But the reality is that there are people around them who deal with those same factors that we are trying to help, that we're trying to reach every day, who reach back. Right, who try, and I can't. I'm not going to sacrifice everything because this one couldn't handle it and broke and snapped and made multiple decisions that cost him his life. Right, like we, we have to continue to tell people that you have to have certain personal accountability, and then on the other side, we're still going to fight to change police to make them better. Right, but you got to right. help us help you by not putting yourself in a situation that gets you killed. Right, I mean, that's just there's, there's, I can't really add to that. Um, 
All right, man, we're going to do a quick Brittany Griner update. So we now know that her, uh, the charge was based on possessing four cartridges, which I won't say that I've never had four cartridges in my house at any given time. Um, don't, don't, don't. Um, but, uh, they, but uh, you know, they're saying that the likelihood of her getting a fair trial is, is slim to none. Right. And the State Department is saying that there have been attempts to do a prisoner exchange like they did with that Marine a while ago. And did you hear who they were trying to get exchange? Yes. An arms dealer. Yes. A like, fucking arms dealer. And that's, for- Jim, what did I tell you from the beginning? Right? Like, this was not, like, this, yeah, I was, right. I mean, like, so, Russia's like, give us back this arms dealer. We'll give you back this WNBA player who had four cartridges a week. Totally fair. Right. Right. And, and, and what is happening right now? I read it, like, what, what is happening in, in that Time Magazine article that I sent you, what, what were the comments? She's not getting, like, she's not getting support from the U.S. government because she's black and she's gay. And, you know, the government doesn't care. Now, I, think, I don't think that's a fair estimation of what or a fair analysis of what we're doing from a government standpoint. I think the, gov- the federal government is doing what they can. The problem, which is not much, which is there's not much that they can do. Like they're not like, listen, they're not going to send in SEAL Team Six to get her out. They're just they're not no, going. They're not to. going to correct, right? And so and, and they can't. For, I mean, they they right, like they can't, and and like they can't. And so that's the only way that you can get her I've out. I've got an answer. Frame Alex Ovechkin, Russian star hockey player. No, I know exactly who he is. And so and say you can have, you can have, you can have Alex. Look, I. You know what? I'm mostly I know, joking, I but I know that got you're joking, but that that might that may literally be. You know what? Actually, it's not Ovechkin. Who is it? Steven Seagal. Oh, I like this now. Let's frame Steven Seagal. Let's throw him in the pokey. I I I. I Although uh, they'll I, say, why do we give a fuck? He's not Russian. Dude's fucking crazy. This dude just comes over here and hangs out and just <laughs> eats food and sucks Vladimir's dick. Why do we care? <laughs> hey, keep him. So never right, mind. Anyway, you're, you're probably better off with Ovechkin. But I mean, all this is like, listen, this is this is terrible. I want Brittany Griner back. Like, I, I haven't always agreed with some of her things that she said publicly, but this, I, this is, I want this for no one. Um, I don't want this for her. Uh, I just, I don't know what the answer is to get her back because what they're talking about is a prisoner swap. Like, we're going to give the Russians back an arms dealer. Right. right, while they're in the middle of a war, t- attacking a sovereign country that literally did nothing to them, but but an- annihilated or annoyed them, I just yeah, I, Jim, I I don't know, and I mean they're, they're talking about ten years in prison, and she's probably going to get found, she's going to be found guilty, they're probably going to max out her sentence, and then the question is, can can she survive, can she make it, and and I think she's. I don't. I just. I don't know. I, I can't. Like ten years in a Russian prison. She's been there since April, right? So it's been yeah. four months. Um, I don't think I've survived four months in a Russian prison, and I'm not a gay woman. Right. I mean, and I, I don't even know if that that well, doesn't matter as much. I. I mean, I, I. I'm just. I don't mean that. I'm. No. I just. I. It's she's just more likely to be a target of, of the system and of the culture. Right. Because um, they're not. They're not very. They're not pro. El, they're not progressive at all. They're not supportive of LGBTQ in Russia, um, and they don't like black people. So, I mean, yeah. she's, she is not checking any of the boxes that work out in her favor here. Um, I, 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 my, you know, this is another one that breaks the heart. Yeah. Um, you know, and people say, well, you know, she's, you know, people could 
take my argument with Jalen Walker and say, well, had Brittany not like, look, I'm not convinced that Brittany had the cartridges with her to begin with. I know everyone's saying like, oh, well, she's black NBA player. Of course she had weed and everybody's got weed. Look, this is Russia, right? Like, and she spent a lot of time there. I just, I, I don't know if she takes the risk and maybe she did. I'm yeah. not saying she didn't. Maybe she did. Maybe she just what? Maybe she has done it enough to where she got comfortable, thought it wasn't going to be a big deal. Maybe she's not paying attention to the political landscape. She's just trying to go there and make money, um, you know, which is a whole other thing that is that, that gets me in trouble with the with the progressive crowd because they're like she should make what LeBron James makes or whatever. And I'm like, no, no. one goes to see those games. Yeah, right. Like if if like anyone making that argument to me that that WNBA players should make the same money that NBA players have made. You need to show me a ticket stub of a WNBA game, or you need to see me, show me the receipt of your season tickets to a WNBA franchise, right? Because right, but even that's not enough for me. Because right, it's, I mean, it's, 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 but it's, the reality is, is that chances are whoever is making that argument has never, never been to a, to a WNBA game, correct? Right, which is most people because n- people don't go. Right now, if you want to argue why people don't go, that's a different thing. But just based off of basic market. Yeah, math. Yes, math. math. Right? But that's why they don't like the only tickets. reason the WNBA exists is because the NBA allows it to exist. Right? If the WNBA were to separate from the separate from the NBA, right, and have to f- stand on their own without money from the NBA, they would collapse and fail immediately. Right? Like the next day. Right? Like the NBA literally exists because Adam Silver and and, and David David Stern said, and then Adam Silver took it over as a commissioner and said, we're going to make sure that this is a thing and this is an option for women. Sure. And we want to grow the sport so that eventually maybe one day it can stand on its own, but it can't right now. Right? And so could the NBA play the the WNBA players more? Now that's the conversation we could have. They could probably pay them more, but they're not going to make the same money that the guys in the NBA are. Right? Well, based, all right. All this comes down to TV contracts. I don't know what the WNBA's TV contract is, but I agree with you. It probably wouldn't exist without the NBA. It would not. And, and, I mean, they have one and, with the ESPN. Okay. Right? I mean, so, because I mean, you can watch WNBA games. On the, but listen, the whole right. point is, the whole yeah. point I is, is I don't know if Brittany Griner took the cartridges to Russia or if they were planted, if they, you know what I mean? Whatever. Because I, I haven't seen, I haven't fucking seen them, right? Like, all you, all you see, like, there was a video where you know there's there's a lot of security around her at the airport and there's a there's a dog right right and they're saying that's how they that's how they found out that you know oh well it was the, it was the dogs and it's just like look man i if you trust russians that they just happened to stumble upon her and she just happened like come okay, on okay i don't believe that i i believe it's thoroughly possible she had a couple carts with her because she's on the road and i would do the same thing and truthfully I would probably put in them, Russia. I, mean, see, I probably would act differently in Russia, and I probably would say, you know because what? These, I just these things look, are worth forty bucks a piece in, in the U.S. I'll wait till look, I get home. I just traveled internationally to a Muslim country, right? And I was like, nah, I'm not. Nope. Good. Not a chance in hell. Good. Well, maybe I had edible on the plane over. Maybe. But that's that's tough. That's too. a different conversation. Yeah, that's a, a, but, entirely different. But no, I'm not. I like there. There was. Right. I mean, like I just now listen. I'm not Brittany Griner, right? Like so sure. again, she she has made this trip multiple times so maybe she had a certain level of comfortability i I find that a little bit hard to believe but okay fine whatever anything's on the table um but the reality is is that she you know we've we've had people who have done a lot worse um that we we've been able to we've been able to get back but the issue is is that 
it's going to be a while. But yeah. I don't think we see it's her. such a political she's, pawn. She's going to be there for years, no matter what. I think she's going to get found guilty, no matter what. Does she serve all 10 years? That I don't know. But I don't think we get her back anytime soon. Arrest of Eshkin. All right, we are at Whiskey Congress. I'm not opposed to it, and I think that's I, I don't think that's as bad as idea as your plan. Like I, I can make an argument it's, for it. I'm partially it's well, it's a half joke. I'll plant something on them. Okay, we are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We're done. Yeah.